Good morning, everyone. I'm recording this uh, in the morning of June 20th. So it could be afternoon or evening to you, but thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Matt Biamonte podcast here. I'm, like I said uh, last week, I'm going to be doing this more often, but uh, the format has changed a bit. I'm going to be going on morning walks down in Utah County, Utah. It's a little cold this morning. June has been an interesting month weather-wise, but I'm not complaining to have a little uh, coolness in the air. So today, I woke up, I worked out, and then I read a tweet from Shams. He's an NBA insider. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know exactly who that is. He tweeted something this morning that really got me riled up, and it's related to the Lakers, and it's related to Kyrie Irving. So I kind of want to go over just my initial thoughts on seeing those two things linked together. And then also I want to discuss the Lakers front office issues. And then kind of alongside with that, just I think what we're looking for as NBA fans, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to root for a team if you're a team guy. You want to root for a team that wins championships. I get that, but there's also another element to that too that's really come to light for me as an NBA fan in the past five or so years. So let's get to the tweet first, though. Apparently, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets are at an impasse on an extension, which will make it so, um, yeah, he could still return there, but looks like he's going to hit free agency and that the Knicks and the Lakers would be in the mix to sign Kyrie Irving. Oh boy, it continues to baffle me how bad the Lakers front office is. It's, if it's not the worst in the league, it's bottom three. I mean, the Knicks front office is not good. The Lakers front office, since they hired Rob Palinka, has been one of the league's worst. Maybe Sacramento, that's probably your top three worst. worst. And, and what's frustrating from a Lakers perspective is Money's not the issue, and reputation's not the issue. They can go out and get just about anybody. They don't want to because of Jeannie Buss. They want to keep things tight. They want to, she wants loyalty and trust, and apparently she only trusts the Rambus family and Rob Palenka and maybe a couple of her younger brothers, but that's it, and it's frustrating because a team like the Lakers could blow it up, go on a nationwide search, and get whoever they wanted. Instead, the Lakers insist on on keeping this group, which, and I will indicate this in just a minute, have made one bad decision after another. Basically, even the Anthony Davis trade, which I think you have to give them credit for because it led to a championship. But even that, who are they competing against and why did they give up so much, which has led to just a complete deficit in assets. And it makes it very hard to do anything. Probably even sign Kyrie, which I'm crossing my fingers that is the case. But I don't understand why Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, they insist on bringing in some of the most difficult players in the league, some of the most unlikable players in the league, regardless of the talent, to play alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It just doesn't make sense. And this idea, this has been proven in the past couple of years, this notion that you need 
three stars to win, you know, the big three, that's just not the case. The Warriors did not have a big three in terms of three of the top 10, 15 best players. Now, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, they are all Hall of Famers, but I don't think anyone views that as a big three. They had depth. They had a lot of depth, and they don't win the NBA Finals without Jordan Poole. They don't win the NBA Finals without Kevon Looney. They don't win the NBA Finals with, with a bunch of their guys that contributed. Wiggins, I mean, there's a big three in Golden State. Maybe Wiggins is in there, but no one thought of that guy as as a all-star starter before the year began. So it's just it's really frustrating because Kyrie Irving, he's not a winner. He didn't work in Cleveland. He didn't work in Boston. He didn't work in Brooklyn. This guy, I don't care what the talent is. We and, and The thing that's also frustrating, too, from a Lakers perspective is... Did you not learn the lesson with Russell Westbrook? You bring in a talented guy who is stuck in his ways. He's difficult to play with. We, they just learned the lesson. How did that pan out? They didn't make the playoffs. And now they want to redo that with someone slightly younger who's less available than Russell Westbrook and has already not worked with your franchise's best player, LeBron James. I just, I'm hoping this information got out from Kyrie's side because... We know as NBA fans, information gets out if you want it out. And I'm hoping Kyrie leaked this because that's where he wants to go. But if I'm the Lakers, I'm not interested in Kyrie. I am biding my time with Russell Westbrook until his contract is off the books. And then you'll have money to go build out a roster. So it's just incredibly frustrating to see those linked together. And at the end of the day, as an NBA fan, like I said, you want to win championships. You, Of course you do. Everyone does. But 1B, 1A is win. 1B is root for players you like. And, you know, I was joking with my co-host, Mitch Harper, on Cougar Sports Saturday last week. Off the air. We have good conversation off the air. Uh, mostly not about BYU. Sometimes about BYU. But we joked, like, we liked the 17-win Lakers five, six years ago. I can't remember the year. A lot better than the team that won the championship or this year's team. Even though they didn't win, we liked watching Larry Nance, Julius Randle, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Those were fun guys to, to, to root for. They were fun to watch them develop. And the Lakers have gotten away from that, and it's, it's hard to be attached to the team when you don't have any rooting interest in the players. So here's the hoping for the Lakers' sake. If you're a Laker hater, you root for them to get this guy because their franchisers continue to not win and be bad. Last thing I wanted to discuss uh, relating to the Lakers and just the utter failure of the front office is Rob Palenka's tenure, specifically when Magic left, has been mired with bad moves. Uh, 2019 may have been his best year. Look, I'm not going to give him credit for the LeBron signing because LeBron was coming anyways. And Magic is the one who sealed the deal. All Rob did, did was show up with the contract and, and got pen to paper. So, obviously in 2018, not a great year. They make the trade for Anthony Davis. I think they gave up too much. Just, again, like I said earlier, it's hard to, it's hard to blame 
any shortcomings on that transaction to Rob Palinka because you get Anthony Davis and it leads to a championship in the bubble in 2020. So if you're criticizing a move that led to a championship, then that's you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But after that, in, in, in 2019, I, th- I thought they did some good things. Danny Green, two years, $30 million. Overpaid, but that's what it took to get him from Toronto. KCP, re-sign him. Avery Bradley, bring him in on a one-year deal. JaVale McGee, he was valuable. Alex Caruso, you re-sign him. Rajon Rondo, you bring him in. DeMarcus Cousins, uh, he ended up getting hurt and, and did not play at all, really, for the Lakers. Nothing crazy there. I, I think the complaints I would have up to that point would be minimal trades that really hurt the Lakers' depth. They traded Avita Zubots to the Clippers for Mike Muscala. That did not pan out. They traded Svi Mikhailuk to the Pistons for Reggie Bullock, who and, and that didn't pan out either. And then Bullock goes on to find his way to the Dallas Mavericks this year and be one of their great rotation pieces and a good three-point shooter. Would have been really nice for the Lakers to have him on last year's team. Some three-point shooting, which they don't have. So, I hated those trades. I just I thought Zubats was a good rotation center. I thought Makai Luke was a, a great second-round draft pick who had some really interesting upside as a 3 and D guy. So, they move off of both of them. Uh, and then they win the championship. And this is where things really go south. After they win the championship, they lose Avery Bradley to Miami, Dwight Howard to Philadelphia on a minimum deal, Rajon Rondo goes to Atlanta, you lose Quinn Cook, you lose Danny Green, you trade him to OKC, you trade JaVale McGee as well because you're bringing in Marcus Gasol, which that's maybe a discussion for another day, but Marcus Gasol was miscast and then the way they treated him was just was horrific. And I thought he might have been the best big man they ever paired with Anthony Davis, but they they didn't use him right. And then when they brought in Andre Drummond in the buyout market, they completely ruined any opportunity with Marc Gasol. They bring in Montrez Harrell on the middle of middle level exception. That move never made any sense whatsoever. They signed Wesley Matthews, a really nice signing. They traded for Dennis Schroeder. That was a part of the Danny Green trade. And that fit never worked out either. And then let's never forget the incredible miscalculation of Schroeder, who thought that he was going to get a bigger extension and a bigger contract in free agency. That never happened after he turned down the Lakers extension. And he may have worked out, but I didn't love his attitude and his fit with that Lakers team. And then last year, it gets even worse. They trade for Russell Westbrook. They get rid of Kuzma, KCP, Harrell. They bring in Kendrick Nunn. He never played a game. Carmelo Anthony, one of the better signings, actually, in the Palenka era. Trevor Ariza, he's over the hill. Ken Bazemore never cracked the rotation. Wayne Ellington, hit and miss. You bring back Dwight Howard. Why did you let him go if you were going to bring him back? DeAndre Jordan, that was a fail. Malik Monk, really nice signing. You bring back Rondo, that didn't work out. So, and then you re-signed a Taylor Hor- uh, Horton Tucker for a three-year, $30 million deal while letting 
Alex Caruso go to the Bulls. And that one just, that one was really, really painful. Just a fan favorite and a really impactful player when it comes to winning. There's a reason he's one of the Bulls' best players, and there's a reason he's one of the best defenders in the league. When you have a guy like AD and LeBron, you need guys like Alex Caruso who don't care about the ball. They'll do the little things. They'll play defense. And all of those moves have led to the point now where the Lakers have no future and they have no assets as well. And for them to even be linked to Kyrie Irving makes absolutely no sense. And if that were to happen, it would just continue to highlight the complete and utter disaster that is the Lakers front office. And that's why they're not a a contender year after year. And they haven't been with the exception of the bubble and they probably don't even win if, if not for the bubble and the pandemic. So this is why they're not a Boston Celtics or Golden State Warriors right now because their front office is so bad. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Hit me up on the socials by Amate Matt. Uh, let me know what you think. And if there's anything you want to hear me discuss, I appreciate the listenership and the follows as well. Have a great week, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time.